Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. Welcome back after the international break. I'm your host, Jose Marino. Oh, no, I'm not Jose. No, I'm <laughs> Alfie. He's busy. Yeah, he's definitely busy at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, and joining me uh, after soaking up much international breakage, it's a man grieving a certain Argentinian, uh, but don't hold that against him. It's a man with a beard. It's Nathan Taylor. Hello, Nathan. Hey, mate. Oh, that's quite chipper. Holding, yeah, I know. Holding it together. Holding it together. Some of us have got to. Uh, and we were meant to be joined by the secret journalist, but because of the things, the crazy things that have happened this morning, i.e. Jose getting up at, what, five o'clock in the morning, declaring he's got the Spurs job, whatever time it Quick was. Quick negotiation. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Phil can't be here. So I know we've lost half the listeners now. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Phil's uh, mum. Yeah. So just in case you have stuck around, uh, let's talk about what's coming up on the show today. In part one, uh, remember Game Week 12? Yeah, us neither. So we'll have a Game Week 12 roundup, looking at FPL draft and fan tracks. And yes, we have a quiz question. Uh, part two, we talk FPL tactics, track with Matt Kearney, a.k.a. Bowstring the Cup, and Tommy Gunn is calling in to say, I love you. Part three, it's the Game Week 13 fixtures with statistical analysis and clean sheet predictions. We also hear the training transfers from FPL Nymphra, and we, of course, look at notable players. Part four, we bring the changes to our podcast FPL team, have the answer to a quiz question, and uh, might talk some beer. So, Nathan. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, let's talk about it. Everyone's talking about it. Let's talk about Spurs. Mm. Are you in shock? I'm slightly in shock. I'm... I'm in shock that he's sacked. I actually, I thought he would walk away at some point this season. Uh, I'm just shocked at the timing of it. Right at the end of the international break, just seems. I imagine that they've probably been trying to patch things up because the relationship between him and Levy has definitely disintegrated mm. over the last year or so. He's been very vocal, quite strange in some of his press conferences, kind of really going to town on the board. And I think they've. Levy's probably just had enough of him, really. No, they're they're currently on their worst run since George Graham was in charge, <laughs> two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, that Glenn, hurts. Yeah, exactly. Glenn Hoddle must have been very disappointed not to have got the call then. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, I, I was looking at this and I was thinking about in terms of fantasy managers. Mm. Uh, I don't really see much changing. I mean, obviously Jose coming in, you could say they're going to be defensively solid, but we don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to know, really. I think there are a couple of players that things might change around for. Lucas Moura, I think, for me, is probably the one that a lot of Spurs fans feel that he's maybe been unfairly treated and not given enough of a run in the team. Whenever he's come into the team, he's done stuff, he's got goals. Usually when Kane's been injured, to be fair. Well, the the Champions League uh, run. Yeah, and was obviously very unlucky not to start in that game against Liverpool. As well, so maybe Lucas Mora for people who are looking around for bargain. The other one I think is potentially the left back slot as well, where Danny Rose has been an ever present mm. really in the league and has not been informed. Maybe someone like Ben Davies, or although this is Mourinho, I can't see him trusting Sessignon there for now. But maybe Ben Davies and then Eric Dyer, who he's been linked with a lot as a Man United manager, 
maybe he's a player that Mourinho can see coming back into the team on a more regular basis. Although he has played centre back in the last two games. Basically, yeah, yeah. But mm. Jose just wants players is going to run through the wall for him, doesn't he? Yeah. I wonder what it means for a player like Giovanni um, Lo Celso. I thought you were going to say Dos Santos. Dos Santos. <laughs> Mate, he's not been there for a while. <laughs> no, unfortunately. Let him go, let him go. <laughs> uh, Lo Celso, who obviously was a player that Mourinho, uh, Mourinho, Pochettino, really wanted over the summer, is an Argentinian. Is he going to be a Mourinho type player? He does, in that Betis team, he worked hard, put in a lot of tackles. He could be a player that Mourinho likes, but... It's hard to say at the moment. Well, I imagine they've got a few. Um, Lamella could be one of his boys. Yeah, Lamella is a Mourinho yeah. player. Run around, kick people. He's got a bit of talent as well. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's that do for Spurs. Yeah. Uh, Nate, do you remember game week 12? No, I think we could do a roundup, actually. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a game week 12 roundup. Oh, actually, no, let's do the quiz question first. <laughs> Quick quiz for you, Nathan. Mm. Uh, Christian Pulisic is the sixth different American player to score two or more goals in a Premier League game. He's also only the fourth American to score in three consecutive Premier League games. Okay. Right, I want you to name the other three. Cool. Right, um, now let's do the Game Week 12 roundup. Leicester shot no one by beating Arsenal like everyone predicted with Jamie Vardy scoring as everyone predicted and Arsenal casino away from home as everyone predicted. Pep go cry cry to the referee after Liverpool take advantage of some dodgy officiating by proving that success really is built from the back. Chelsea secure another solid home win and clean sheet this time against title contenders Crystal Palace. West Ham show they really have settled into playing the West Ham way by losing 3-0 to Dice Destroyers. Newcastle defenders go goal crazy again this time against Bournemouth who probably drew a bad run. Everton the win the battle of the meh in their struggle against Southampton and Spurs look ooh in their thing against Sheffield United and Man United look oh against Brighton oh and Wolves they, they beat Villa four clean sheets yes only four clean sheets this week yeah Leicester Watford Burnley Chelsea no real goal king uh, goal scoring defenders Yedlin Clark that's two weeks running for Clark Bulldog Dunk assist king was Anthony Martial with two uh, assisting defenders Tarkovsky Robertson Holgate own goals Roberto uh, and Davy Proper that was a proper own goal <laughs> and red cards Cabasaley this week's top performing players across FPL and draft are Vardy, Delafeo, and Tarkovsky. And for fan tracks, Tarkovsky, Pulisic, and McNeil. Huh. McNeil. Okay, some stats for you, right? Stat. Arsenal have kept just two clean sheets in the last 24 away league games. <laughs> Stat. Southampton have conceded 21 goals in the first six home Premier League games this season. That's like the worst <laughs> since Blackpool in the 1930-31 season. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. And stat, Chris Wood has scored in all five of his Premier League games against West Ham. Nice. Not on wood. Uh, this week's top performing players in full, FPL and Draft, goalkeepers Pope, Foster, Ryan, defenders Tarkovsky, Clark, Tamori, midfielders Neves, and then there's a, like a whole host of players on like 10 points. Uh, too many to name. Um, forwards, Vardy, Delefeo, and Jimenez. What's fan tracks like? Okay. Um, goalkeepers are the same. Defenders are the same again, except for the mean machine, Luca Dean, is in there. Nice. Uh, in midfield, you've got Pulisic, uh, Madison, and Pereira, Andreas. 
mm. and the forwards. Uh, who do you reckon is the highest ranked forward in well, fan tracks this week? It has to be Vardy or Delefeu. They've got nope. a goal and assist. No, it is Dwight McNeil. Oh, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't it? Good player, but yeah. I, I mean, I know I, a lot of people love fan tracks. People like the alternative scoring. You look for other things. But there's no way McNeil should be the top forward. Mm. Oh, well. He is. Well, he is. Well, well done to you, McNeil. <laughs> McNeil. Uh, let's talk FPL results. No. Uh, FPL, right? FPL, FPL. Um, we scored 64 points this week. Not bad. Not bad. It's not bad. Uh, the average is 48. Uh, we took a minus four hit, though, mm. of course, because we made two transfers. But we did trade in Son for Sterling and Vardy for Tammy. Mm. I think we did all right. I think we did, actually, there. Uh, other than that, Robertson and Ricardo did well in defence for us, as did Salah, who we originally planned to ship out for Mane. Yep. But then... I know. I had a moment, didn't I? I looked at the maths, and I was like, we've got to keep, we've got to keep Salah in uh, and get rid of Sterling. Mane did still score, though, didn't he? No, but, but we wouldn't have got rid of Sterling. True, actually. We wouldn't have got Salah. Yep. Well done. That's no, you're... that's not what I was looking for. I'm just, it was a team effort because you okayed it as well. <laughs> True. Uh, and we kept in Vardy, of course, because yes. why wouldn't you? Uh, hey, right. Despite being above average in our school, we've actually dropped in the overall rankings <laughs> from 108,432 to mm-hmm. 20,000 places. That seems suggests the wheat is being sorted from the chaff right now. It seems a bit harsh considering mm. above average. Uh, we're down everywhere. We're still number four in the official Ultimate Fantasy Podcast League. Yes, nice. listeners, the most important league in FPL. Mm. Uh, Larby Solomon still top by eking out 71 points. Interestingly enough, with 71 points, and he's seven points more than us, he's risen in the overall rank. We took the four minus four hit, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, look, don't let the truth getting away of a good story all right okay Nathan, don't you think our listeners should join the hottest league in fpl they should if only there's a code for such a thing hey do you know what there is the code <laughs> is psdbv4 and that's the code for the official ultimate fantasy podcast league are you in it Nathan? No, what was that code again? <laughs> it's PSDBV4. <laughs> I'm not in it because my team's awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just joined in as their podcast. Well, that's fair yeah. enough. That's the main one. The highest scoring FPL manager for game week 12 overall. Uh, congratulations, Yusuf Khaled, whose team, Yusuf1761, amassed 119 points. Nice. It's a lot, isn't it? Do you know how he did he, it? Triple Captain Vardy. No, there's no triple captain. Oh. Right. Yusuf had the likes of Vardy, who he captained. Yep. Ings, Tammy, Martial, Mane, Dunk, Chilwell, and Ryan. Who's, Bench boost. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. He, yeah. Ryan <laughs> scored seven points for Brighton, despite conceding three goals, made yep. a lot of saves. So, yeah, he did have his bench boost, which had Madison, Pulisic, Tomori, and Pope. <sighs> Strong bench. Nah. Yeah. But you must you must be thinking right now, this guy must be a genius. He must be right up there at the top. Can I guess his <laughs> yeah, ranking, go on. please? Go on. I reckon he is, they're always in the 6 million mark. 6,422,000. He's worse than that. Oh. <laughs> it's a good guess, though. 6 million. Yes. <laughs> 937,611. Wow. That, that is rubbish beyond there rubbish. There are 8 million players, aren't there? 7 million. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that guy must be a complete renegade. Yeah. That's a good squad, though. It's a good squad. I, I don't know. I don't that one, I don't know. I think you, you're unlucky there, Yusuf. Yeah, maybe you just joined late. Ah, <laughs> uh, mate. Uh. Uh, right. Top FBL manager overall, Nick Tanner. He's gone. Yeah, controversial. controversial. I saw this. <laughs> well, it's not sure it is. I think might be get my information wrong. <laughs> so he's been knocked off the top sp- top spot after two weeks by I think we mentioned this guy before, Matthew Trohar. Mm. Yeah, I think he's Australian or something. Who actually doesn't? Uh, well, I looked at this. It didn't make any sense because uh, Tanner scored eighty seven points and Trohar scored seventy nine. But what I didn't realize, and I should realize, but FPL or I've never taken note of, is that. The points you lose because of transfer hits that, you know, mm. like we did, we took minus four. Tanner got minus 12, but it doesn't take it off your game week total. It takes it off your total total. Your grand total, yeah. So just that, to me, just looked messy, and I didn't have it, and I put it out there on Twitter. Mm. Please explain this. And then people did. So that yeah. was it. I thought hit I, you with knowledge. I thought I had a mass expose in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> It was going to be the Eva's inquiry. LA Confidential. <laughs> yeah. SE13 Confidential. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, yeah. So well done, um, Matthew Truer. Uh, you're now top. Yeah. Uh, team names. I found some team names. Go on then, mate. Um, so this one I liked just okay. because I, I, I respect it. Won't make sense at first. PSV Einhogen. And they say, why is that good? Mm. Because the, the manager's name is Owen Hogan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Respect that. Yeah. Uh, then this one was just really, really weird. Hi, you are cute. <laughs> Smile, winking smiley face. No, that's you're, you're reading your emails there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is that that's, that Russian guy? No, that's from Connor Ralph. Hey. That's so creepy. Hi, you are cute, winking smiley face. And this one... Classic ivory toast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Conleth Rooney, well done. Doesn't work in French, though, but. No. <laughs> Toasted <de> war? <laughs> yeah. Pan de war? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, um, have you got one? Uh, I've not seen any that particularly liked recently. You know, Pogs you mean... of War came out. What was that? Pogs of War. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the. Hogs, what, Hogs of War was an old computer that game. That old computer game, yeah. But with. Pogba, yeah. <laughs> could have uh, been Hodge of War. Hodge of War, it could have been Hodge of War. Yeah. No, okay. no. <laughs> Let's move on then. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so that, <laughs> that is the end of FPL coverage. It's not really, we do a bit more. Uh, that is the end of FPL review. Uh, we'll be confirming our changes for Game Week 13 in part four uh, right now. There's time to talk about draft fantasy. <laughs> Hmm, I don't know about you, Nath, but I can't really remember what happened. I can remember distinctly what happened. Oh, can you? All right, okay, so I've got here on my nose, Nathan, now three wins in a row. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Beating Isherwood, what was was the 44th? 44-28, yeah. I mean, it's a low-scoring fixture. You got away with it again. Mm, I had a lot of points on the bench again. I need to look at my team selection. Who did you have on the bench? I had um, Wood on the bench and I think Ward-Prowse again on the bench. No, it was another high-scoring midfielder. 
Um, you had Reese James as well, didn't you? Oh, Reese James, yeah, didn't get off the bench and he got seven points. On. Yeah. yeah, brought him into the squad. Didn't trust him to. I thought that actually he would come on as a sub rather than start. I thought he was close to the first team, but not quite there. Yet. Exactly what I thought. Actually, yeah. to be fair. Mm. Uh, do you fancy him against City? Um, his tackling stats are quite good. So even if they don't keep a clean sheet, I'm gonna, I think, take a punt on him. And then they've got a very nice run of fixtures coming up as well, Chelsea, which I want to talk about later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, I've got William in my team. I'm thinking I might drop him against City. Mm. Hard working, though. He is hard working, but we'll get on to Man yeah. City and Chelsea in a bit. Um, Phil beat Tommy Gunn 58-51. Mm. Um, purely on the basis that Tommy Gunn won't drop Pepe. Or Mark Noble. Or Mark Noble, yeah. <laughs> he's dropped him today, isn't he? So yeah. he's finally got rid of Mark Noble, put in his plonker <laughs> and all that. Um, anyway, that win for Phil keeps him in mid-table one point ahead of you, Nathan. Yes. But he's uh, still two points below me because I smashed rival title contender Robson 67, 38, 67. Rival title contender? you putting yourself in the title contenders now. I have, despite being fourth, I have the second highest player points. Yeah, I noticed. That should not be... And considering... You lost your first two games as well, didn't you? I think I lost the first That's, three games. Yeah. Mm. Oh, two games maybe. Mm. You know, I don't have a star next to my name for nothing, though. You know, That's you true. can't just go online and put it on there. <laughs> okay, you can, but, you know. Uh, transfers this week. Uh, Tris dropped Rudiger, didn't he? Yeah. Who, who uh, continues to have injury problems. He's rumoured to be out until... Mid-December, I'm sure a few of us will be in for him. Chelsea tightened up. Yeah. Dow picked up Lucas Moura straight yeah. away as yeah. Potter got sacked, didn't he? Yep. Uh, Nate, you've gone for Cody. Yeah. I've, looking at the Wolves fixtures over the next four games or so, I can see there being clean sheets there. They're in really hot form at the moment. So just gone back to the... Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, uh, I've got... Um, I think, as I said last week, um, Doherty... Doherty, uh, he's getting in good positions uh, like he was last season again. And yeah. I can't drop him for my team yet because I think he's going to score very soon. Yeah, I brought Ruben Neves back into my squad mm. for the but second he, or third time. But he this scored season. his goal? Yeah, true. But I just feel like over the next four games or so, he's going to get some points. So he's in there, into the squad. He's going good, on walls. Good player, isn't he? I've, yeah, I've debrightened myself because they've got a tough run of fixtures again. We'll talk about that later. So, unfortunately, Montoya's got me a lot of points, but he's now out of the squad. He's gone. It's cut he's from. So yeah. it works. Yeah, can't get points retrospectively. No, that's true. It's <laughs> a very the, <laughs> a life lesson in draft fantasy that people don't seem to comprehend. But you're very true. Mm. Um, Personally, I've gone for Phil Billing. That was the other guy that was on your bench last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mm. dropped him. Got rid of him mm. far too early, Nath. Mm. I'm just going for the block up my midfield. <laughs> uh, Nath, you're uh, you're up against top of the table Moon, Mooney. Yeah. Uh, if you can beat him, please. I'll try. He's getting bunched up in that. Like, um, I think I'm two points behind you as well. I'm definitely not touting myself as a title contender, though. I know I'm there in the luck league. The hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Luck league, doesn't matter. <laughs> three points is three points. Uh, Phil's, I've got Isha. Uh, mm. Phil, uh, by the way, Isha's got Sterling. Sterling might do well against Chelsea this week. Got a bad feeling about that. Mm. Uh, Phil has got Minging Phil in the Phil Derby. Nice. Classic memories. Yeah, exactly. Classic derby. Do you remember the uh, Phil Derby back in uh, 1972? Yeah. Oh, 
If that was the uh, the Phil Minging one, it was an ugly affair. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, I'm sure both involved. Definitely. <laughs> uh, right. That's the end of Draw Fancy. That's the end of part one. Don't go anywhere. In part two, we'll be talking to Tommy Gunn and also being the tactics truck to speak to Matt Kearney. Welcome to part two. Let's go listen now to Tommy Gunn, who I'm sure will definitely want to talk about Spurs. Hello, Tommy Gunn. Yes, Alfie. How's it going this fine morning? Now, it's Alfie again. I had to interrupt that. As you can probably hear, or maybe missed it, Tommy Gunn's voice was recorded in a really strange manner, which sounded like it was on helium. Look, let's hear, let's hear another bit of it. Uh, you lost the podcast derby to Phil, didn't you? Was it 51, 58, something like that? I lost to the secret journalist, yeah, annoyingly. I turned in, my side turned in 51 points. <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to that. He sounds like uh, he should be working in Lapland with Santa or something, or with a wicked witch. So yeah, uh, I can't play it all that. Just just to summarise, it's very much a joyous mood for um, Pochettino against that. Of course, being a gunner, then he reflected on Arsenal also being rubbish. And then he was looking ahead to next week's fixtures. Tough call for him in terms of the Sheffield United defence. Wasn't sure whether to stick with it. Uh, but then he sort of surmised that they could be a good test for anyone. Uh, he'll be back next week, so don't worry about it. He'll be back. Um, <laughs> uh, in uh, I'll tell you what we'll do now. We'll go straight and listen to uh, Matt Kearney, of course, who, who does FPL and uh, bowstring the... <laughs> Tactics truck, tactics truck, I got a truck, it's full of tactics, it brings me luck and you will suck, cause you don't have a tactics truck. Hello Matt, hello, how are you? Hey Alfie, how's it going? I'm good, I, the international break has messed my brain. How, how has it been for you, the international break with Ireland and stuff? Yeah, mixed emotions, you know, uh, heartbreaking last night, you know, we were playing really good stuff, but... Denmark, uh, they got the draw, and we'll have to go to the uh, the playoffs, the qualifiers. It's not like the old days we got knocked out with a Thierry Henry handball, is it? Oh, oh, oh that's <laughs> touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> Still, all right. Let's talk FPL then. Uh, Fifty nine points you garnered last week, actually, and you made some. I'd, I would say some bold decisions. You rather controversially brought Son in and made him captain, and that worked out okay. Uh, you kept Aurier in. And he, he did all right because he got some bonus points. Uh, but the real gift that was given to you by yourself was uh, Martial. Yeah, I brought in Martial. Um, obviously, I had two tr- two free transfers. Um, I took out Pepe, finally, and uh, Mares finally. Um, hmm. And I brought in Martial and Son. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, re- two really good transfers. Um, really happy with it. A captain, Son, who... who was probably fortunate with his goal, but look, I'll take it. And Martial got two assists and his first double-figure haul of the season. Uh, talk about Martial then, uh, because Man United uh, are sort of on your your thoughts for this game week. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know the Sheffield United's kind of defensive hype is is reaching peak at the moment with you know Lundstrom and and Henderson and all those other great defensive assets. But um, obviously this week uh, Dean Henderson won't be available to to play against Man United because of course he's out on loan. Um, and uh, as part of his his clause, he won't be able to play against his parent club. Um, but just to give a kind of a perspective of how important Dean Henderson is to Sheffield United. Of all the shots on target Sheffield have faced, he saved seventy nine percent of those shots on target. And Whoa. there's only one keeper in the in the league who's who's uh, saved more, and that's um Casper Schmeichel at the moment. And only narrowly, only by one percent. So uh, Henderson has a seventy nine percent save uh, shots on target save rate, and uh, Schmeichel's only on eighty. So you know only one percent in between them. So just goes to show how much uh, how, how reliable he is between the sticks for Sheffield. And of course, John Egan, who picked up a, a calf strain, it seems, last night for, for Ireland. So we don't know if he, he hasn't officially been ruled out, but I'd be personally, I'd be surprised if he's fit to play this weekend. We'll see how it goes. So yeah, I, I'm kind of back in Man United this weekend. I think um, they got their forced away win, I think, in six months, two weeks ago against Norwich. Uh, now, granted, they, they lost mm. 1 0 to Bournemouth then the following week, but, you know, they've kind of got the monkey off their back in terms of the. Uh, that away record so hopefully they can go on and score some goals I might even captain Martial this week um, I like it yeah. I like it it's bold it's bold yeah I mean there's not a, there's not a whole bunch of, of captaincy assets you know this week unless you've got maybe Aubameyang someone like that of course City and Chelsea play each other that could be a, a tricky game to call Liverpool away to Crystal Palace who have been maybe a bit of a bogey team for Liverpool in, in recent years and of course we don't know um Salah's fitness at the moment so that could impact the front three massively yeah so there's I think Martial could be quite a, a, an off the radar pick a decent enough pick only I think 7.9% ownership sorry 8.9% ownership and again Rashford's only 14.1% ownership so I think if you own either of the two of them and you know you could be looking at maybe a cheeky captain punt um, definitely good options this week Uh, Well, thanks very much, Matt, for joining us again. And good luck in the game week. I hope it all goes well for you. And we'll speak to you again next week. Thanks, Alfie. Tactics Chug, Tactics Chug. I got a truck, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck and you will suck. Because you don't have a Tactics Chug. There you go. That was Matt Kearney, uh, FPL, uh, a.k.a. Bowstring the Carp. Mm. I always forget that. I've remembered it. Yay. You can hear more from him if you go find his link to his Twitter on our episode blurb. Uh, Phil. Oh, Phil's not here. Phil, are <laughs> you... No, just pretend to be Phil. Are you confident of United smashing Sheffield United? Um, it's not as confident as what Matt is, but Matt's a more seasoned FPL manager than yeah. myself. I don't know. I just think Sheffield United really solid. I think Egan will be a big miss and obviously Henderson as well. So, mm. yeah, that could be a tricky one. I just think they're a solid side, though, and United aren't. <laughs> Draw. one all. <laughs> yes. I just think it would be a tight game. 5-0 United. <laughs> uh, right, there's the end of part two. Uh, oh, I'm excited, though, because part three is just around the corner. There it is. I can see it now. Uh, and we'll be t- talking the upcoming game week fixtures and clean sheet forecasts. This is Ground Control to Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. Jump, they say jump. David, can you get my 
Welcome to part three. It's the game week fixtures for game week number 13. On Saturday, the 23rd of November, West Ham are playing Spurs. Yes, yeah, Spurs. Jose Mourinho Spurs at 12.30. That's the early kickoff. Arsenal against Southampton. Bournemouth against Wolves. Brighton against Leicester. Palace against Liverpool. Everton against Norwich. Watford against Burnley. Man City against Chelsea in the evening kickoff. Then on Sunday, the 24th of November, only one game. And that's Sheffield United at home to Man United. And then, yes, there's Monday night football. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Uh, do you know what? You say that, Nath, but this fixture, oh, no, that's right. It's Aston Villa versus Newcastle. I mean, mm. they've saved the best to last there, haven't they? If it was 1996, maybe, but it's not, is it? No, it's not. But, you know, it'll be tight and... International breaks and Monday night football. Just, just Monday bit, night put it football. in the bin. We've done the football wins on a Sunday. Let's let us get on with the. Yeah. Having said that, I'll probably let, watch it. Let us get on with planning the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which will then change when yeah. people break news. That changes things. Uh, right. Uh, fixtures that catch our eyes. Mm. Now, Nath, I'm thinking it might be wise to hedge your bets on the lesser teams this game week. So with that in mind, Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> versus Southampton. Southampton have never beaten Arsenal away from home in Premier League history. Having said that, hmm. Southampton's away form this season is the eighth best in the league. They've drawn at Wolves one twice, once against Brighton and once against the best team in Europe, Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nath, should Arsenal be fearful? I don't think they should be fearful because I don't think Southampton are a good side at all. That's bias aside as well. <laughs> um, they've tightened up since that Leicester drubbing, but I just their their defence does not look anywhere well, you, near. You, up you say to that it. I saw them against Man City and I thought they looked. Um, yeah, I thought they're pretty tight against City. They've slightly tightened up since they realised that Mario Yoshida is not a Premier League footballer. In any time. way, shape, or form. So he's come out of the team, and maybe they'll get some. Arsenal have got a nice little run of fixtures coming up. Mm. Emery needs it as well. Southampton, Norwich, Brighton, West Ham in the next few games. I did find it slightly worrying that um, the Arsenal board said that they understood why Arsenal lost to Leicester because Leicester are a stronger side. Did they say that? Something to that effect was the briefing that came out to journalists, yeah. But that's their fault then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Don't waste 78 million on some... Yeah, something like we recognise that Leicester are a strong side. Um, the player that kind of catches my eye in there, though, back in the team is Meza Ozil. A real favourite of yours, Alf. Oh, I, oh, I love Ozil. I love how overhyped he is. <laughs> the guy that doesn't... Oh, he's so brilliant. Doesn't play against Burn, like doesn't turn up against teams. Goes missing every game. Doesn't gets turn so up against chances. the bigger teams. I think actually, he doesn't turn up against. But I've assist. seen him play against Burnley and all these other teams. He doesn't turn up against them either. He didn't even turn up. Who did they play in the League Cup? Did they play some of the Woolly Cup or something? Yeah, Liverpool. No, they played a team recently. Oh, it was yeah, like a that. lower echelon team, and he didn't even turn up against them either. Mm. Sorry, the last time uh, these two met, uh, this was in February, and it was two 0 to Arsenal. Mm. Do we really see Arsenal keeping a clean sheet with this one? Well, stats would suggest not. They've conceded eight goals in their six home games to date. When you look at someone like Newcastle and Sheffield United, they've only conceded four. So they're not exactly watertight at home. No. I suppose we've got Tierney to come back. and 
Well, to come in, I suppose. Anyone think Tierney is Paolo Maldini, the way that people talk about it? Yeah, him. well, Pat Levin thinks he is. Mm. He thinks he's better than Robertson. Really? Yeah. Mm. Right. He's good on FIFA. That's true. That's true. And that's always yeah. the benchmark, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, Nath, uh, you fancy Arsenal for a win? Yeah, I do. 3 1, I think. <laughs> 3 1. It's got more confident <laughs> every take. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so four one you say <laughs> come back to me in five minutes nine uh, nil okay <laughs> you don't think a clean sheet surely that'd be insane no um yeah i fancy nathan redmond it's time for him to score he's not getting many chances in that but and they're not creating much but um it's time for him to score soon uh aston villa against newcastle mm. um off air Matt was uh, Matt Kenny was keen to mention this fixture as, uh, as Villa concede a lot of headed chances and run that alongside the fact that Newcastle defenders are the most potent strikers in the world yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Five goals in the last three games scored by defenders. Um, should we be going all in on Newcastle? I'm not so sure. I think mm. I tipped Newcastle to go down at the start of the season. I still think this little mini revival is built on a bit of a house of cards saw a stat this week where Newcastle are actually the second most dominated team in all of Europe and the way they've calculated that is teams playing against them with passes in Newcastle's final third against how many passes Newcastle managed to have successful in their opponents final third the percentage of those okay Newcastle are actually the second worst team in Europe for that only Hamilton academical uh, lower than them wow. in that particular stat as well. And it's notable that pretty much all of their chances come from set pieces as well. Yeah, they do create a lot actually, don't they? Yeah, so I think if they can get up the field to put some pressure on and get some, win some set pieces, they do create chances from set pieces, which is where the likes of Fabian Shah and Kieran Clark come into play. But actually the player that I'd pick out in this game is Wesley, who he's gone four games without scoring, but in those four four games he's had five goal attempts and he's got an xg of 0.45 so he's kind of a goal every other game kind of player and he's gone four without he could be someone to look at and newcastle they've actually conceded the most headed chances all season they've conceded nine in their last mm. two games well yeah i've definitely looked at him because i've got him in my draft team yeah and I've, i'm actually i don't normally start him because i normally do one striker which is bardo but um yeah, I've decided this week it just feels like a game which he can score in there at home. Mm. Uh, I just I just fancy, you know, sometimes you get a spidey sense. Yeah. I feel, it feels good. It feels good. Um, Hopefully Grealish is fit again because a lot of oh, yeah. what Villa do well is based around Grealish. And it's Begin. true. It's true. Do you know um, Newcastle have conceded the most goals away from home? Have they? Yeah. Despite being thought of as being quite solid. Yeah, they side. always are, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And um, Aston Villa have only conceded seven goals at home this season, mm. which is only one worse off than Liverpool. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're, yeah, they're doing all right, aren't they? Mm. But having said that, you know what's going to happen? Andy Carroll. Yeah. Bring him in. Bring in the big, big man. Big Andy. Just in time to make the Euro squad. <laughs> <laughs> he offers something different. That's what he offers. He offers something different. Uh, Man City, Chelsea. Mm. Chelsea spanked... Sorry, that's definitely not right. City spanked Chelsea 6-0 in this February fixture. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, ouch. Um, And Chelsea have conceded 12 goals on the road this Premier League season. Mm. So to give that some context, Nath, 
uh, West Ham and Arsenal have only conceded nine. <laughs> that's bad. That, I mean, it? that's how bad it is. I mean, I do think they've improved, though. Yeah, defense, I think so. Uh, Bernardo Silva suspended. Mm. Of course, maybe it's time for Mahrez to shine. What do you think about this one? Um, really tough one to call, I think, because Man City looks super fragile at the moment. Claudio Bravo in goal is such a significant downgrade on Edison. Given, Massive. I think they... Man City are the kind of team that would get away with having Bravo in goal if their defence and defensive midfield was a bit more settled at the moment. But it's not, obviously, well documented, the injury problems mm. that they've got. Looks like John Stones and Fernandinho playing um, central defence and then Rodri and Gundogan shielding that just haven't really done a good enough job this yeah. season. They, they're just conceding too many chances and actually conceding goals. They've conceded more goals than many United this season and they've lost more games than Wolves. So, not the Man City we're used to. Having said that, obviously Chelsea's defensive issues are well documented, but I think they've tightened up recently. Tamori seems to be the new linchpin of that side. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, it's always looked good. Yeah. So, tough one to call. I, I can see actually Chelsea getting something. Maybe I'm, I fancy a score draw in that game, actually. Oh, really? Mm. I'm going to go Man City 3 0. Ooh. Frank's no hesitation. Over, eh? I, just, I just no. I just think uh, they're a young side, and uh, I'm really impressed with Tamori. Mm. But but um, because of his age, he has one or two moments mm. where he makes a mistake. Not at the beginning of the game. Mm. Um, other than that, then he's not. He's not making mistakes. Rock solid. But those little moments, and that's all Man City need. Yeah. And uh, and Zuma Rizuma. I mean, athletic, big, strong. But again, he likes. The occasion might get better of him. You just don't know. But mm. I, you know, you could. I also look at the other way. I think Chelsea can go there and um, really take apart that defence. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's why I fancy the score draw. All right, definitely three 0 Man City. <laughs> uh, clean sheet forecasts. Um, some horrific clean sheet forecasts last week. Uh, I got one correct out of five. Uh, Phil got two out of four. Nathan, you got zero correct. <laughs> uh, uh, what they say in Game of Thrones? Shame, shame, shame. shame. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully you do a bit better this week. So let's have a look at some of the potential clean sheets. Uh, West Ham versus Spurs. For the past four game weeks, West Ham can see the most shots on target. Uh, they can see most of their chances on the right flank. So if Son... If he gets a game under Jose, of course. <laughs> is he hardworking enough? Yeah. I would say he probably is. <laughs> I would say definitely. <laughs> if Son is feeling right flanky and shotty shotty, uh, the West Ham surely have zero chance of keeping a clean sheet, especially with mm. Roberto in goal, our goalkeeper. Oh, dear. Um, Spurs' defence is statistically at, least, statistically at least improving. Over the past two games, they faced down only seven shots on target. And for that time, their chances conceded is one of the best in the league. What do you think, Nath? I've, I fancy Spurs for a clean sheet. Um, I think Mourinho will hopefully go in there, get them organised. The players will be up for it. Lots of cliches, lots of Alan Shearer, desire, passion. I think they'll display all of it. Good. Everton, Norwich. Uh, what to say about this? Norwich don't score away from home mm. and Everton have really tightened the defensive ship. Yes. Uh, they, do you know, they've conceded the fewest chances over the past two games. The caveat to that is that they've conceded in both those games uh, 
<laughs> so despite not conceding chances, they conceded goals. Um, and hey, this is football. Norwich have to score at some point. Yeah. I saw that stat on Everton. And I saw another stat similar to that where actually over the course of the season, they've conceded the second fewest chances overall all season. Would maybe suggest that maybe Pickford's not the goalkeeper that people think he is, but that would be a controversial thing to say. Yeah, well, he's in my draft team mm. because I'm going for uh, him and Mina as a double core. The thing I don't like about Pickford is that you always know he's playing. He makes himself noticeable <laughs> right. even in a quiet game. You notice Pickford. Oh, I see what you mean. Mm. Rather than the opposite to Edison in a way. Yeah. Um, Watford versus Burnley my oh my oh my the heart says nil nil but the head says one one and the history suggests in the past six Premier League meetings that these two teams have only drawn nil nil once and that was in January in Vicarage Road Uh, Burnley only keep clean sheets against Watford at Turf Moor Watford when they beat Burnley at home they always concede a goal so Burnley have shipped 11 goals away from home. Watford have shipped 10 goals at home. So the betting man says 2-1 Watford. Yeah. Right? I think 2-1 Burnley, actually. But Oh, okay, fine. But it's not going to be nil-nil this, is it? No, I think Watford have tightened up against some of the better footballing sides. I just feel that Burnley are the kind of side that will play a different way to them and they just they like getting scrappy goals against scrappy yeah, teams. They know how to play against teams like that, don't yeah. they? Right, let's do uh, the clean sheet forecasts then, mm. Nath. I'm going to go with um, Spurs, mm. Everton. I have to back Everton. Mm. Man United Ooh. and Man City. Okay. I'm going to go with Spurs, Leicester, Everton. Just three. Just the three. Are you trying to keep the numbers down because yeah. you didn't get any last? Then one from three sounds Surely you should do more. You should do like 10 fixtures. Yeah, but then it could potentially be none from 10. But you've got to get one, right? What, if there are no clean sheets? (laughs) 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 Oh, fine. Right, let's go and uh, listen now to FPL content creator, FPL Nympho. Here's the trending transfers. goalkeepers the trendiest transfer in this week so far is Schmeichel. The Leicester man has been brought in by over 67,000 managers already. He is closely followed by Ramsdale and Allison, who are both picking up pace with over 40,000 plus purchases. Concerning the defenders in this week and by a country mile Soyuncu is leading the pack with 112 plus thousand managers flooding to the Leicester defender. Lundstrom is the next most transferred in behind him with over 65,000 purchases already. In midfield, there's a slow pace of transfers out this week. Maybe FPL managers are waiting out the international break before committing on selling their big ticket players, meaning Mount and Sterling are the trendiest sales out so far this week. And that's a small amount, with Mount having 82,000 sales and Sterling 69,000 sales. However, like all the other categories, Leicester are dominating the sales in this week. Madison has been 
snapped up by over 135 plus thousand managers already. Pulisic is the next best with 86 plus thousand of you placing your faith in the Chelsea midfielder. Up front, it's not surprising to see for the third week running that Jamie Vardy is topping the trendiest transfer list with over 224 plus thousand purchases already at the start of this international break. Abraham is the next highest but nowhere near with 73,000 plus purchases in comparison. That was FBL Nymphra. You can hear more from her on her YouTube channel. If you just click on our link in our episode blurb, then you can see everything she has to offer. Great stuff. Ooh, so much to ponder, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I've got some other tips here. In terms of fan tracks from the fantasy football chaps, uh, they've given us three under the radar picks. Uh, in defence, they've gone for Sidibe of Everton. Got uh, him. Yeah. Midfield, Trezeguet. Ooh. Yeah. The, uh, not the original Trezeguet, the Aston Villa one. Mm-hmm. And forward is Eddie McGoldrick. <laughs> no. <laughs> David McGoldrick, of course, I jest. Uh, David McGoldrick of Sheffield United. Um, you can read more. If you want to read more about fan tracks and more in-depth uh, insight, you can read more from the Fancy Football Chaps by clicking the link in our episode blurb. Right, that's the end of part three. In part four, we'll get the answer to the question and we'll be uh, defining our FBL team. Okay, welcome to part four. Let's do the answer to the question. I asked you, Nathan... Christian Pulisic, the sixth different American player to score two or more goals in a Premier League game. He's also only the fourth American to score in three consecutive Premier League games. Name the other three. Okay. Um, Clint Dempsey. Yes. Landon Donovan. No. Brian McBride. No. Oh, what? Um, Americans scoring three Coventry. Coventry. Kobe Jones. No. Wait, the first guy. Oh. Same name as Hodgson. Oh, Roy Wegley. Yeah. Um, and there's another player, play for Everton. And it wasn't Landon Donovan. No, it wasn't McBride. American player. What position? Forward. I don't know what he was. I think he's a forward. He wasn't as impactful as... Radzinski. No, he's Canadian, wasn't he? No, um, yeah. Mate, his first name is Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe... And then we've got alliterative two more names after that. It's Joe Max Moore. <laughs> Joe Max Moore. Yeah. My God. Uh, I yeah. Do you remember him? No. <laughs> I remember the name. If he, yeah, if he came I, up and robbed me on the street, I would not be able to say, "Oh, actually, it was Joe Max." They Moore. go, "Who Did was it?" it? And I go, oh, "I don't know. It was some American striker. I can't quite place his name." <laughs> Was it Wally Wegley? No, it wasn't him. <laughs> Brian McBride? No, you've said that five times. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Joe Maxmore. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He did all right, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's in terms of picking our FBL team, we have come to a decision. Uh, yes, uh, we looked at so many variations here. Uh, we could have traded out Salah for Mane. 
Uh, and then forwards, oh, we just didn't fancy one. Then we looked at the defence. Our defence is pretty sweet, but we thought, mm, there's some points there to have in defence. And then we looked at our goalkeeper. Yeah. Who was Roberto. <laughs> and uh, This happened while I was on holiday. Yeah. Um, and we've decided we're going to take a bit of a pump, but I don't think it is really. We're going to trade out Roberto for Gazaniga. Yeah, the... He's 4.5 million Gazaniga, Roberto 4.4. I don't feel we've got anything to lose. Yeah, and we've got 1.6 in the bank. It'll take us 1.5. Mm. Uh, who are we going to captain then? Uh, Vardy. Vardy, yeah. Mm. Why not, eh? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this will change, listeners. So what I'll do, I'll before we go live during the uh, for the game week, I'll post it online. That's it from us this week. We'll be back uh, next week, obviously, uh, after game week 13. Uh, big thanks here to Nathan. Thank you, mate. Uh, to the secret journalist who isn't here. Yeah. Tommy Gunn, bowstring the car, Matt Kearney, uh, FPL Nymphra and Fantasy Football Chaps. If you need to, you can contact us at Ultimate F Pod. Enjoy the game week. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. We think you're all right. Goodbye. Yeah,